East. Hi. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 30 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 30 starts can't, out. With, can't leave that part out. I can't. I, t- I, was, <laughs> I told you at the beginning I'm going to remember it the whole time. And I'm doing pretty good. We're a half hour in, and I don't think I've forgotten it yet. So, Minute 30 starts out with Sharpay suggesting that Ryan polish Kelsey's glasses and ends with Gabriella running up to roof access. Oh, boy. Yes. You know, the minute starts out with some good some good dating advice. How to, how to, how to pick up a, no, a gal. No, that's not dating <laughs> advice. That's manipulation techniques. Are you saying well, dating is manipulating? Thing? A little bit. <laughs> Ha ha ha. No. Um, well, Condra, I was doing a bit. Ah. Um, you know, h- how to get a girl. Polish your glasses, buy her ruby slippers, take her to prom. But that's like the three steps that it takes. Is it? Yeah. I've never had a date, so I didn't realize that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Follow these three easy steps. They have to have glasses and you have to polish them. If they don't have glasses, you just have to like scrub their eyes with a toothbrush could you buy them a pair of glasses to polish like i I guess fair enough yeah yeah it escalates very quickly (laughs) (laughs) it's like polish her glasses which is weird and then buy her some ruby slippers which actually makes sense for a reference to a musical i guess and then just like take her to prom what about jason is jason gonna be hurt by this decision I know that that's complicated. Also, she could wear the ruby slippers to prom. But is it like then like the red slipper, like the the malicious fairy tale in which the wearer of said red slippers is forced to dance for prolonged periods of time? I don't remember that fairy tale, but I believe you. I I it seems like Ryan would force his would force his date to dance for way longer than is reasonable. <laughs> I just read two different short horror compilations, and both of them featured a red slipper story in it. And I was like, what are the odds? Uh, There's only so many like fairy tales that have pushed through to the modern era, but like aren't the like the main six. Well, I mean, mean, the main six were also tackled. There's the B tiers. Your little match girl. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a fairy tale so much as just... A folk tale. I, we've had this argument before yeah. about what the difference is. Fairy versus folk tale. I think folk tales are rooted in place and time, like your Paul Bunyan or your Pecos Bill. Folk tale can also imply like a more modern setting, like like if it's not five hundred years ago in fantasy Europe, it's two hundred years ago. In Appalachia. Fantasy America, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, John Henry is a folktale. I think maybe they have morals, like, pretty strongly tied to them, or, like, lessons. Maybe not morals, but lessons. It's one of those things that's, like, just arbitrary for the sake of being arbitrary. No, there's definitely specific definitions for fairy tale versus folk tales, but that's not what my like literary it's one, background is. It's like is. go with your gut type stuff. Like like Aesop and then there's fables to throw yeah. in the mix as well. 
Wizard of Oz, I feel like, is more like a fairy tale than a folk tale to try and relate yeah, it I back. Mean, I mean, fantasy things are more akin to fairy tales because there's fairies in them. But like, at what point does mythology, like, because folklore, if you think like King Arthur, there is some folkloric quality to it, but it also holds a mythology status. That's why I say it crosses over because I don't think there's as fine lines. It's it's a it's culturally re- relevant and it depends on the point of view. And like maybe in 500 years they'll call Paul Bunyan a fairy tale, but for now it's like a folk hero type thing. Ruby slippers. I I, I do prefer folk music to fairy music though. So you like less wind chimes in your music? <laughs> Yeah, like like the stuff that would play in the in the background ambiance of the Evermore theme park. Not yeah. my style. Yeah. I prefer Peter Paul and Mary. <laughs> but you got to admit a good like violin and piccolo combo sometimes. Oh, like like Dungeons and Dragons background music is great for its time and place. Anyway, Ruby Slippers. <laughs> Sharpay's really trying to get Ryan to she's all that Kelsey a bit. I don't interpret it as a she's all that. It's like the I don't care enough about Kelsey to come up with to tell you what to do. Just figure it out yourself. Kind of like I don't I don't interpret it as a she's all that kind of thing. Like it's not like she's telling her to go buy her a new dress and give her a makeover. Obviously, it's not the same, but there's a long line of high school movies where someone gets, like, challenged to date someone or take them to prom for nefarious reasons, mm. and they don't go well. That is I don't true. Think, I don't think Ryan, or they do go well sometimes. Yeah. Well, usually it doesn't go well, and then it does go well. <laughs> but I think the difference is they're always people that don't know each other coming together where Ryan and Kelsey are friends. It's already been like established in previous uh, like dance numbers and scenes in the previous movies that like sometimes Ryan and Kelsey get paired off. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if Jason's around, then him and Kelsey have like a pairing. Which still makes no sense to me, but here we are in high school musical three and they're trying to ship them. <laughs> well, I, I haven't. Have we seen anything in this movie? Yeah, of Jason the very and beginning okay, when they yeah, were yeah, celebrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but it's always been a little forced. It's always been a little like off and on. Like, yeah. will they? Won't they? Um, they they did have a good joke in the Barbie movie about like man takes glasses off of woman to be like, see, you're beautiful, and. I'm not saying that that's what Ryan would do to Kelsey, but again, it's it's all in the same ballpark of like cheesy high school movie where guy has to trick girl into doing something. Yeah, I'm glad that trope is mostly dead at this point because I hated <laughs> it even as a young person. Well, I personally think everyone looks better in glasses, so I'm like the opposite. I'm like, it frames your face. It's good. <laughs> So uh, Sharpay's like, I really don't know and I don't care. Just do it. So Yeah, she's gonna get sued by Nike. Yep. Yep. And then she walks away. 
Yeah, leaving Ryan to ponder his his future endeavors with Kelsey. Like it would make totally logical sense for him to ask Kelsey to prom. Like Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like that would that would be appropriate and adorable. It'd be like friend prom. They would wear a cute matching outfit because they both have their unique style. Yeah, and I mean, especially in like the the head canonized, which is like also pretty much canonized version of Ryan being gay. It's like this is the person he whom he can go to prom with and still have fun and be himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to like put pressure on himself to try to act in a certain role. Yeah. Um, in the era where he probably wasn't going to go to prom with a boy, so. Yeah. Oh, he definitely wasn't going to prom with a boy in a Disney movie. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, in a Disney movie, yes. <laughs> Maybe East High is is more woke than in we would give it credit for. <laughs> so then Ryan didn't seem like he was phased in particularly either way. I think he was like, oh, my sister's at her nonsense again kind of thing. Like... I yeah. think it was an unfazed in a how am I going to get around this one this time kind of thing. It it would be good. If, it would be interesting. I don't know if it would be good. It would be fun if every once in a while we got like a Shakespearean monologue where Sharpay walks away and then all of a sudden Ryan has like a couple lines to himself where he's like, hmm, if I took Kelsey to prom, we could have a great time. I wouldn't even need the ulterior motive. But. If it's something I was going to do anyway, then I might as well try to get her to write that song for us. Well, problem solved, me, and then then walks off stage. (laughs) See, the problem with that, though, is I don't think Ryan thinks, is totally bought into the concept of, like, needing that song. Oh, I was also going to say, I don't think Ryan thinks, but then he kept going. (laughs) He choreographs, and that involves thinking. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, Ryan's not as worried as Sharpay is, because he's choreographing this musical. It's like, yeah, I can prove to them that I have worth and value to this program. I can choreograph a musical with 30-plus people in it. Yeah. No, it, I mean it's still like it helps to be able to be a a multi multi talent threat, right? A triple threat: sing, dance, act. Absolutely, and I think even without Kelsey, like him trying to swindle Kelsey into giving "quote unquote" not his song, like I think the arbitrary nature of Sharpay's mindset of "oh, this song is for them versus me" and like. I don't know. I just, it feels misplaced. Also complicated because the the Troy and Gabriella song is usually a love song and Ryan and Sharpay wouldn't get that. Yeah. Somehow we haven't said that yet. I just wanted to yeah. <laughs> make sure have, that that was stated. We have avoided that. Since the introduction of Troy and Gabriella into the drama club, we have not had weird incest moments, which is lovely. Yeah. Although I, I would like to go back to the, the previously stated theory that Kelsey's secretly in love with Troy and that she's writing all these love songs for Troy. Or for Gabriella, one of the two. Or for Gabriella. Yeah, she's not sure if she's jealous of Gabriella or wants to be Gabriella or wants to be Troy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of Gabriella, we cut to her getting off a bus. Presumably it's the next morning. Did you think it was going to be Troy getting off the bus? Although Troy is a truck now. 
I didn't I didn't really care. I was just passively we, observing. We have historically seen Troy get off the bus. Gabriella gets off the bus and says, "Hey Tay," and then Taylor says, "Good morning, morning sunshine." sunshine. <laughs> and Taylor's all dressed in yellow and has a little parasol. Yes. She is the sunshine. She's she's doing the most. She's yeah, a parasol or an umbrella. I never know what distinctions to make. Usually the fabric. One is waterproof, Fair. one is not. <laughs> one is sunproof. Yeah. <laughs> one is waterproof, one is fireproof. <laughs> nope. And she Taylor and Gabriella start having a conversation about rehearsal later. And how Taylor is like, why would you rope us all into this if you're not even going to be here for it? Yeah, we get some good exposition in this scene. (laughs) Finally, something something to make us curious about how the movie's going to go forward. Because we find out, and Gabriella hasn't told anyone other than Taylor, that she's up for the Stamford Freshman Honors Program. Which means she wouldn't be there for the play. Why? How? Who thought that this was a good, you know, thing to put into the script to create conflict? Well, it's Who like knows? A, it's like a. I had one of these at Wellesley. I had like a orient. It was like a new student weekend in the spring before, like it, it was accepted students' weekend, basically. And we went to classes. We learned a lot about ske- like the schedule. None of the RA, like, we didn't have our housing assigned or anything like that, but we got a good overview of, like, okay, here's how your first week at school is going to work, which was real handy. And I imagine, especially if she's on an honors track, it's going to be something like that. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make it clear, like, whether she's, like, studying extra hard for, like, a test that's going to get her into the program or, like... No, she's just waiting to see if she got into it. Yeah, it's it's very clunky, especially when when Taylor says you're going to be hearing back from them any day now. Like, well, Taylor's just... jealous because Gabriella's in this fancy program, and Taylor wants to become president of the United States, and she's not getting in any <laughs> fancy honors program, as far as we know. We don't know anything about Taylor. She she could be going to Harvard for all we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't. We don't know what her academic standing is. We know she's very smart and very driven. I just have to remember the order things are presented, and that's where I'm struggling right at this moment. I just wish that they would have given any more detail about what the Stanford Freshman Honors meant in terms of the conflict. Because if it's it's just like a one-day thing, it's going to take Gabriella away. Well, yeah, the show's only one day, obviously, or the only day that matters <laughs> is the Juilliard day, which is presumably opening night. But she's not she's not on the hook for being observed by the Juilliard people. But so. if her absence makes Troy look bad, because she... And- oh, because he can't sing if someone else is on stage with him. Exactly. It's all... It's like, I was glad that they like threw in something. I was just like, man, I wish it hadn't been something stupid <laughs> why are you you've been a debbie downer lately i was editing an episode earlier today and i was like man tyler tyler has lots of thoughts and they're very rarely happy i'm trying to be constructive i'm trying to make it better <laughs> the movie is over 10 years old tyler 
<sighs> I've been having fun recording. <laughs> well, that's Just good. <laughs> so Gabriella's conversation's interrupted by a phone call from Troy. And he says, like, it's very weird. He's very, like, low, deep. I need you right away. Yeah. I'm like, Troy, excuse me. Why do you sound like this? And He's just being his silly, goofy self. Yeah, he's being a silly. But she's she is confused. <laughs> and is like, what do you mean? But he just says, look up. And then we get a shot of Troy waving from the roof of the school. And it's and- quarter of eight. They go to school so late in the day. I'm so jealous. Seven, seven forty-five. Yeah, we had already started school at seven thirty, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, my my conflict with the timing is that it is bright daylight at seven forty-five, which again we've talked about. Uh, there's probably a difference in when the sunrise times are in a more southern area in a different time zone. But still, like, it shouldn't look like it's noon at that time in the morning. Also, like, on the West Coast, they're, they're less they're less work-oriented. And, like, yeah, maybe a school starts at 8 because, you know, the, on the East Coast, everything starts super early. And then on the West Coast, things start a little later because they they're not, they're, don't try to compete with the East Coast. I don't know. And it's the complicated. sun. Yeah. Anywho, that didn't come out great, but I just, it's 7.45's not that late, late. Like, it's a half hour difference. That's all it is. But they're just rolling up to school at 7.45. We used to yeah. get to school so early. Yeah. we If school started at 7.30, we'd get there between 7 and 7.15. I would get there earlier because I had, like, before school clubs and student council, but, like... Yeah, it's it's if they if their school starts at eight, our school started at seven thirty. Like it's not that much of a difference. I don't know. It just <laughs> felt weird. And then Gabriella's like, "Okay, gotta go to Taylor." And Taylor's like, "That's two weeks worth of detention." This has two weeks of detention written all over it. And then pause for a beat. Have fun. Like Taylor, I get you're still trying to be like an annoying rule follower, but also. No, I think this was her character growth of, like, she still said the, like, admonishing thing, but she, she didn't mean, like, it, was, it wasn't, like, the last movie where she was, like, Troy's trying to get you in trouble. It was, like, oh, this is the thing that I say because I'm the bossy one, but also, at the end of the day, I'm just going to smile and say, have fun, because I know that this is just your shtick. Yeah. I guess if you look at it that way, that that's a little better than just being like, God, Taylor, you're such a buzzkill. See, I said something positive. Wow. Way to go. <laughs> and then Gabriella has to run up like 20 flights of stairs. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say overall about this scene is that it gave major vibes of that scene in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when they're all walking down the path, like arguing about Hagrid and Fluffy. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it's also the scene that like in the special features you could watch in any language. Yep. I know exactly <laughs> I what scene you're talking up, about. I was trying to pull up clips of it on YouTube, but I couldn't figure out the right combination of words to type in to find that clip. I could find like people like doing all the DVD special features. Yeah. Um, like, 
and like going through all like the little like mini games and stuff yeah. from the from the disc two. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find specifically those clips of yes. the Harry, Ron, and Hermione talking, but in German or whatever. Yes. No, I know what scene you're talking about, and I would imagine some of our listeners at home probably also know. But it's basically like them rationalizing Fluffy and being like, "How Dra- Hagrid wanted a dragon egg his whole life." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How did that guy know? Kind of thing. They realize it was all set up. Yeah. But anyway, what I was saying is, this seems like a scene that you could do that. In this movie. Yeah, like, the multi-language thing. Gabriella gets off the bus, and then they start talking, and it's kind of like rapid fire, and yeah. you hear them in, in the different languages. Yes. Okay, that's what you're going for. I was like, content-wise, not really, but like the language thing, yeah, I could it's see like a It's like a walk and talk. Like, any yeah. walk and talk is going to outdoor walk and talk. Out, outdoor walk and talk. Yeah. That's just what made me think of it. Okay. So, do you have anything else for this minute? We just see Gabriella run up. Gabrielle is approaching the uh, the garden roof area, which the, is something from the first movie that we indeed. haven't thought of for a while. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bolton, Miss Montez, we have a callback. Bolton, Montez, you have a callback. How wonderful. It was their little spot from the first movie, so. So it's cute. Do you have a guess of what why she has to run up there so quickly right now? Um, well, surely it's not to see the sunrise. No. Maybe he's maybe he's been growing an Audrey too, and he wants her to see his weird and mysterious plant. Strange and unusual plant. Sorry, yeah, got my adjectives mixed up. No, but do you have a serious guess? Um, n- no, it's just, it's just Troy does these things. Maybe he's gonna give her another necklace. I don't know. <laughs> T- another T is for Troy. If I had any other, if I had any understanding of why the people in these movies did what they did, I wouldn't be complaining every episode. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. We're going to do our second segment. Cue the music. What is the music? You'll have to listen and find out, Kanja. No, I refuse. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the whole episode. You just skip to the part where the music plays. No. <laughs> um, we're going to do a crossover. So we're going to each present a Disney intellectual property and combine them into some sort of thing that they would show on the Disney channel or try to make a special occasion out of. Tyler, what are you bringing to the table? I was thinking we should probably do the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> the new one or the old one? It's a Disney Legacy property. Like they have the old one and then there was the sequel, the Shaggy DA. And then there was the Tim Allen one. But yeah, either way, it's just a, a guy swaps bodies with a dog. It's not that complicated. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm feeling a little theme parky today and I am bringing Mickey's Philhar Magic. Wow. Okay, so this is... This is uh, a Disney... non-musical with a musical. <laughs> this is a this is a ride. It's not a ride per it's se. An it's, a, so it's an attraction. So it's an attraction where everyone everyone goes and sits in a theater, and it's 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 in four D. It is in four D. You get you get some smell o vision. You get some wind you blown at you. The, some the water theater shakes you. a little do you bit. You get three D glasses too. You do yeah. get you. Yep, your opera glasses, as it were. Okay. 
And so basically what, what you do is um, you go in, you go into this theater and it's like, oh, Disney's going to like conduct some music for Mickey. you. A la Fant. Yeah. Mickey, <laughs> Disney, you know, they're synonyms. Um, eh, a la Fantasia, like Mickey's yeah. a, a conductor and he's going to lead you through a very classy, elegant, classical music repertoire. But, oh, Donald Duck sneaks in and steals Steal. the magic hat. Steals the and sorcerer's causes hat. things to go haywire. And he gets thrown into scenes from classic Disney musicals, such as Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Coco, which is the newest edition in Bops. Super good. Um, you haven't seen it yet, but I've seen it on both coasts. And I feel like I saw, I saw, last time I went, which might have been 2017, I saw a, a a newer movie that was incorporated into it, but I don't know which movie it would have been. It might have been Coco. Okay, I didn't think when the last time we went, Coco was in it. So because I remember when I went in 2021, it was new to me. So it's truly hard to say. I don't love the Disney's uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic. I do because I like sitting in a cool place that is quiet for. 12 minutes <laughs> i think it's worth like i think it's worth seeing once per disney visit but mm-hmm. i'm not like a repeat viewer oh yeah no unless i'm like baking i'll see it once per visit but like unless i'm like melting and i'm like i need a break and to sit then i'll go in a but second time but it's so it cute. doesn't even have and it doesn't it, even have like chaotic energy like the country bear jamboree Donald like the <laughs> animatronic though it's got your your cannon sh- shooting a la muppet vision 3d yeah, it's kind of like a less fun version of Muppet Vision 3D. That's fair. That's fair. But the songs, but anyway, are, just, okay. the songs are just so but classic. So, so, so basically, it's it's just an excuse for like Donald Duck to like work his mayhem. way through, have like some magic mayhem through different Disney properties. In which case, like it's already a crossover, so we're crossing over a crossover. Yeah! But ri- it's dog. not so bad because the Shaggy Dog is really just like there's a businessman. It's uh, 17 serious, again, a, but dog, right? A, a, a serious guy who who's all business. And I don't know. I, he's not necessarily a divorced dad, but he's like a, he's a too busy dad, which is why Tim Allen would later play him because Tim Allen only knows how to play deadbeat dad. Yeah. And he gets and turned into a dog. Yeah. And, and, f- and I don't, I don't even know the details, but presumably there's something like the family loves the dog more than they love the dad or something like yeah, and I've never seen. I think I thought the first Shaggy Dog was called the Absent-Minded Professor. No, that's um like Flubber and stuff. Oh, that's Flubber. My bad. My bad. Yeah. So Shaggy Dog, it like there's a magical transformation. So is it Donald? Does Donald get turned think, into the Shaggy Dog and then has to I get think, people to appreciate him so he can turn back into? I think it's no. I think it's the Shaggy Dog is filling the Donald role because oh. the Shag because the Shaggy Dog is a setup for slapstick. Yeah, like, but why? Like him getting thrown into random other Disney IPs, like Jasmine very kindly gave Donald the hat back, but like she didn't know who Donald was. She doesn't care about him. The Shaggy Dog is is you know knocking things over in a mysterious curio shop 
mm-hmm. and the hat falls on him, and he gets transported to magical realms. Like, do we want to do we want to throw him him in some other? Like, do we want to figure out which properties he goes into? Well, I guess real quick, what I would say is it's the it's first the the dog and the human body is going to be the one who finds the hat, and yes. then the. Than the human and the dog bodies going after him. So in the original Mickey's Philhar Magic, it's Donald Duck going after the hat. And now we're just adding another thing onto it. Like So instead the, of the hat being sentient and running away from Donald, the... Sh- the hat is on the dog in the man, man body, body. And the dog in the man body with the hat is sort of running around causing havoc. And the dog is trying to solve the problems. Okay. So what problems do we want to throw him in? I think that's where it'll be fun. Let's throw them in like a couple. Well, they got to go to the Aristocats. <laughs> Perfect. Do we want some Oliver and Company in there as well? Yeah, I think we just do the like the 101 Dalmatians. Like we just do all the animal-based movies. Bambi. <laughs> uh, see, Bambi does not have hijinks. <laughs> well, it kind of does in the ice skating scene. But other than that, like it, that movie is about the aesthetic. There's no slapstick in that movie. Dumbo then? So... So we've got Lady and the Tramp, Aristocats, 101 Dalmatians, Bolt. Sure, yeah. Everyone's favorite new animal movie, Bolt, starring John Travolta and Miley Cyrus. I'm thinking of dog movies. Surely there's another more prominent, more recent animal-based Disney movie. Zootopia? Yeah, Zootopia. See, there we go. We got one. Um, Judy Hopps. Yeah, get, get, chasing down the, human dog. Well, no, because yeah, because yeah, they've never seen a human, human in Zootopia before, yeah. so the, they lose their so, mind. And so the the humans running through town, like chasing a cat. chasing a cat, and then the dog runs through and's like, "Hi, I have a dog. You can understand me." And they're like, "Yeah." And so it's like the first time that I guess all the other ones are talking dog movies anyway. Yeah. There's something about like should the humans be able to should should the animals be able to talk to the the dog in the human body or the human in the dog body? <laughs> I think the dog in the no no. I think the human in the dog body because yeah he can only speak dog he can't speak human. Yeah. So All is right. it then so the is reverse? it going in chronological order? So like Lady and the Tramp and then Aristocats and then well I think 101 Dalmatians. No, 101 Dalmatian. No, Lady and the Tramp's from the 50s. Uh, is 101 Dalmatians is from the 70s because they use Xerox machines, Tyler. Oh, great. And then Oliver is and the Company. Is the Aristocats from before? Yeah. 101 Dalmatians? I'm pretty sure. That doesn't seem right. You know, we were on a 101 Dalmatians podcast once. We were. And I'm very sure about Lady and the Tramp as well. Wow, Be- 1961. Yes! Mm. Look who knows. You said it was from the 70s. I said it was from the 60s. I said 101 Dalmatian was you from just, the 70s. 101 Dalmatians is from 1961. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Aristocats. Aristocats is from 1970. Okay. Fine. I concede. <laughs> um, and just for And then Oliver Just and for company, the record, Lady in the Tramps from 1955. Yeah, and I was going to say I know that because it they're the symbols in the 50s section of the pop century hotel okay so so they run through the spaghetti scene yeah 
of Lady and the Tramp. They they get chased down by the by, by Cruella Deville's car. Horace, or or do they get chased around by Horace and Jasper? Well, you got to have Cruella. That's fair. Well, none of the villains, other than Iago, none of the villains appear in Philhar Magic. It's not supposed to be phantasmic where it's sinister. Fair. I but then you wouldn't have the 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 goons either. You just have the puppies and what the, if you had the horse like, and the dog like and the, the midnight yeah, what if you did the midnight brigade? That sounds fun. And then Aristocats, obviously the band. Yeah, you gotta have the little jazz scene. Uh Oliver and Company chasing I've never a sausage that movie. Chasing a sausage <laughs> down New York City. Uh Billy the only I like Oliver and Company just fine. Billy Joel does the music for it, which is pretty bopping. And there's just one real strong song in it. And the the thing the thing that doesn't quite fit about the original Mickey's Philhar Magic is that like it's like things get more and more chaotic and chaotic, and it's just a Mickey ex machina. Yeah, of like Mickey comes in and grabs the hat and solves everything yeah so how Donald are we going starts how, to fight the hat and i think that's the problem like is the shaggy dog gonna start fighting are, are they gonna start like maybe in zootopia they have a confrontation and like judy steps in and be and is like hey guys this hat seems to be the problem let me take it away and then mickey walks up and is like hey i've been looking for that that would be really funny if mickey just showed up in zootopia <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Seems Still- a little anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, that's Philhar Magic in a nutshell for you. <laughs> yeah, but at least in that one, it's like the music crescendos yeah. and like. Yeah. Okay. Then, just- then what's your proposal for the ending of this? Okay. They, are they, well, I guess in the, in the Zootopia world, I guess they ha- would have to be at the, what's the concert? Giselle. At the end? No. Yeah. Gazelle. Gazelle. N- is it gut? I thought it was Giselle. Giselle's like, like a name, it, but that's not the name of an animal. No, it's the gazelle, but they all have like funny names. Okay. Well, I don't know. They would have to be at the Shakira pop concert. Yep. And then that would have to like go oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. Like all of a sudden the hat falls onto the stage and things like. Yeah. The music gets amped. Yeah. And, and then everything starts going crazy. People are running around and Shakira doesn't know what to do. And Mickey steps in and is like, hey, let me help you. And then Mickey does a duet with Shakira. Kira. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and, then it's a, and then it's a dance party ending, yeah. Yeah, dance party ending. And then, the, and then Mickey also just switches the bodies back with his magic. Yeah, yeah. For the shaggy dog and the humans, so... Yeah. And then <laughs> well, the Zootopia City people in prison, the human... And start, running, and start running experiments on him. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, that that was iconic. You know, that might be our most iconic crossover yet. Um, I really love it when we have to explain what the property is before we cross it over. Because <laughs> yeah. you and I are in the weeds. All right. Anything else that you wanted to say? I got nothing. So that was a crossover of the Shaggy Dog and Mickey's Philhar Magic. Oh, and in, and in the sequel, they, the Shaggy DA has to go and get him out of the Zootopia jail. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. Minute 30 of High School Musical 3 <laughs> senior year. 
Until next time, you can find us on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. On Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite Disney animal movie. I know we forgot many. The Rescuers. <gasps> There's Jungle Book. Yeah, but that's still like a human-based movie. Yeah, but that's the thing. He doesn't want to be human. We didn't do The Lion King, but I guess The Lion King's in the original. Yeah. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out what happens on the roof. You can bet on it.